Welcome, heathens and witches, to the Horn and Cauldron Podcast. Podcast. Yeah, we're back at it again. Uh, we're catching, we're, we're recording this on, on the day. Yeah, we're doing this on the day. We're doing it live. Taking but, a, After taking a little bit of a hiatus. You know what, guys? Not that live. It is a lot of work to do all the things that we do. I have a day job yeah. and this and a side hustle. Let me tell you, as a millennial, I am just tired. We all need a vacation. <laughs> Speaking of vacations... Uh, today's topic is kind perfectly. of about vacations. Yeah. Wow, we didn't even plan yeah, that. Boom. Or maybe I that. did. Or maybe no, you but did. Before we get into that, uh, let's get some business out of the way. Don't forget to <laughs> like this video, subscribe to the channel, share us with your friends, leave a comment below, let us know what you think about these things and whether or not you need a vacation. The answer is yes. And if you say the answer is no, you don't need a vacation, then um, don't don't listen to the man so much. Or lady, whoever your boss is, don't listen to them. They're lying to you. Uh, but uh, let's just, oh, man, I don't know if we introduced ourselves. I'm John Norgrove, and this is Julie Norgrove. I'm, whatever. Um, <laughs> if you've been here before, this is this is what you expect. And if you haven't, welcome. It's chaos. It's madness. Um, so let's just get right into it. Midsummer 103. Yeah, so uh, happy Midsummer. Happy Midsummer. Mary Litha. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, Midsummer is uh, Happy also Midsummer, like the movie. Yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. is also called Letha. Uh, this is also called the Summer Solstice, uh, which is the longest day of the year. And this year, it's on June twenty first in the northern hemisphere. And in, in which hemisphere <laughs> is that in? Man, the northern hemisphere. Yeah. Okay. That's. That's a place at least this time. And December 21st in the Southern Hemisphere for yeah. all of us, uh, all of our fans in the in the Southern Hemisphere. I, yeah. guess, I was going to say all of you Aussies, but then I was like, there's more people than Australians in the Southern Hemisphere. That's and then fair. I was like, there no is. hard left. That's, See, we took a couple of weeks off and fair. man, that's fair. That's we that's are fair. That's fair. There is. killing it. Uh, and if you're out there trying to uh, try to deal with summertime heat, uh, be careful out there, guys. It's hot. Yeah. Drink water. Um, I'm looking at you, people who have made it weird about taking water breaks recently. Yeah, hydrate, hydrate, Drink some water. Hydrate. You're mostly made of water. Um, unless you've transcended into being mostly made of beer. So I'm, I'm mostly staying, made of water. I'm staying hydrated. <laughs> so anyway, Midsummer has been celebrated throughout the world since Neolithic times, which is like 12,000 to 4,500 BC. So safe to say a super duper long Since time. essentially forever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, this festival celebrates abundance and growth, fertility, of course, solar energies since the longest day of the year. Most sun. And it's also been a popular time to do magic historically. Sure. Yeah. Harvest herbs. A lot of fusion ball in the sky. I mean, yeah. it's all Dragon Ball Z, man. Yeah. Take ritual baths and have fertility rituals. It's also associated with fairies, bonfires, and hand fasting. I like the cashness of have fertility rituals. That's um, that's real safe for work sounding. <laughs> have fertility rituals, sure. Yeah, have a fertility ritual. That's that's what is that is that what the is that what the 
young kids are calling it these days? Is that what Gen Z is calling it these Ooh, days? Boy, I feel like we're going to have to start calling it that. Um, because uh, that's just insane. Yeah. So if you want to listen to more information about Midsummer, um, listen, check out episode uh, 15, which is Midsummer 101. That gives a bunch of general Midsummer info. I know there's a whole bunch of stuff that we said that Midsummer, Midsummer celebrates. So uh, we talked so a more. lot about that there. Yeah. Uh, and then in Midsummer 102, which is episode 41, uh, we talk specifically about bonfire fires and ritual baths and give some other general ways to celebrate midsummer yeah. um <clears throat> and for those of you that are like but wait john and julie you guys are putting this out you're recording this on midsummer how am i supposed to celebrate midsummer if it's already passed be cool that's how bam <laughs> jump in your time machine no um like you don't have to celebrate it on the day. Yeah. That's the whole, you know, yeah. celebrate it. We we like to for, think uh, of these us, as a season. Uh, obviously, unless if, if you've been looking at a calendar, Midsummer is a Wednesday, which is not a great day uh, for for parties. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Ain't yeah. Ain't nobody trying to throw a Wednesday um, party? I mean, I'm down if we're down, but like... No, I, mean, I, I want to say I have work tomorrow, but yeah, I I I got to commute tomorrow, so there's no way I want to do that. My, my work is and art, also so the weather the has been like uncharacteristically cold for our area. It has been yeah. Let me year. let me tell you, man. I know that there is a large portion of the country we're from America, obviously. Um, you can hear it in the voice. Don't worry, it's it's obvious. You can hear the number one chant in the background. Number one, number one. It's it's all part. It's all part of the bit. Um, the great American bit, but, uh, like I know huge swaths of the country are currently like blistering in heat, but here in Northern California, specifically, specifically in our Redwoods, in the coastal Redwood um, it, region, it has been pretty chill, dude. I put on a whole ass coat today yeah. in the morning. Like when I first got up, that is the level of chill it in fact has been. I have had um, to sleep for the last like several weeks with the uh, heating pad yeah. on. Well, our it only stopped on. raining like what two weeks ago, <laughs> something like that. So yeah, we were having like weird sprinkle days and stuff like that. My garden is like, huh? Ah, 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 no. Yeah, let me tell now? you what, no? man. What are we doing? We so, thought we had a garden. giant radish, and it was not. Oh my god! Yeah, huge leaves, uh, fertile for the tilling, and we pulled out, and it was it was. It was a sad violin for a radish. It was not ready. Yeah, no. it was not. It was not prepared. But that's fine. We've yeah. got more. So anyway, um, you can celebrate midsummer whenever you want. We yeah. like to think of it as a season that lasts from more or less the week before the Sabbath to more or less the week before yeah, whatever. We always, the next we always schedule is. our like stuff like in an opportune way and or like um, you know, kind of do a little bit of stuff throughout like the week or so that it exists within, depending on like kind of the weather and what tasks we have to accomplish. Cause like some, some Sabbaths come around and we're just like, we've got the time. Nobody's got nothing on their schedule. Let's yeah. throw, let's throw a party. And sometimes the Sabbaths come around and you're like, Oh, that was yesterday. Cool. 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 Yeah. Too busy. Maybe we schedule yeah. this for like two weeks from now. Yeah, I had uh, originally like tried this year to like take that time off from the from the nine to five, and it did not uh, work out. so that we could do like a thing on each of them. And this, let me tell you what, this is the fourth Sabbath of the year, uh, and 
all but one yeah has ha, has been that has not worked workable not yeah. at all so so that's all right you know, it's best laid plans yeah yeah it is what um it is, yeah so anyway midsummer is a time that it seems that like a lot of people want to be outside and enjoying the weather or maybe you're trying to lay inside with a fan trying to keep you cool yeah. or maybe you're like us where you're like oh my god it's noon it's actually warm enough to not wear a coat outside this yeah, is bizarre right? <laughs> um either way a lot of people kind of want to be outside during this season it's yeah, summer it's and time. in many countries, it's common to go somewhere to celebrate midsummer. Uh, as Americans, we don't really celebrate midsummer in the same way that like we celebrate Fourth of July. So I always kind of count like Fourth of July as like part of the midsummer celebrations. It's, totally. kind, it's kind of like the two week period to of Yule. It's like the two week period from midsummer to Fourth of July totally, as an American. To totally, yeah. totally, totally. Fourth of July is like the end of midsummer season in my book. So like. If you got a bunch of stuff going on, uh, but you've got a Fourth of July party scheduled, midsummer celebration. You know yeah, what? Exactly. Close enough. Honest to God's close enough, yeah, man. It's close enough. Like, close yeah, enough. we got stuff going on. It is a bloody nightmare out there right now. So yeah, yeah. like we don't got time for this shit, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's common during these like midsummer celebrations, like throughout the world and also sort of throughout time for people to want to go somewhere to celebrate it. Usually near the water, like the lake or a river or an ocean. Um, and summer is also a popular time to take vacations or day trips. So it's kind of like a big travel time it this is, time it of is, year. It is travel time, yeah. This yeah. is like the beginning of the most expensive season to travel. It is. It In is. the Northern Hemisphere. This yeah. is like like tourist season. Oh, absolutely. TM, you know, yeah. we're already like two major events into like... The summer season yeah. for our yeah. uh, we live in a tourist town, tourist so. town vacation wonderland. Yeah, uh, so or whatever it's called. It so, is vacation um, wonderland. Yeah. Okay, so like yeah, we're already like several events in. You know, it's um, it's been a year. Yes, it has. So since this is kind of like a popular time to travel this time of year, we're going to talk about how you can take your magic with you. Because for each of the 103 series of the Sabbaths, we've been talking about something that is close to but adjacent to also the Sabbath. So that's traveling. Yeah. So we've kind of got three pieces of that to share with you today. So first, we're going to talk about portable magic so if you're traveling why not take your magic with you i mean like for real like we pretty much always bring tarot cards and crystals when we travel yeah. and sometimes tiny spell kits you never know it's like the grandma travel thing where you yeah. bring like three or four you bring yeah. more it's not, it's stuff not even, it's not to even, entertain yourself than you think that you're let, going let's to not need. even pretend that it's just for grandmas uh if you have kids you have that bag it might live <laughs> fully in your car Right. I mean, like, like when I was a kid, that was like the permanent, like that was just a thing in the station wagon. You know what I mean? Like, oh, like, no, we pack like, the bag here's, and do every time. Here's here's like some coloring books and some coloring pencils and like some doodads, you know, the magnetic chest. Remember the time before? Let's let's be old for just a split second here. Um, do you remember pre cell phones when you had to play miniature magnetic board games? With your siblings and pray that none of that, not one piece got lost 
in the packing and the unpacking of such a thing. Oh my god, no, we yeah. never did that. We played miniature chess. I'm a my family's pretty big on chess. So well, uh, we, we didn't played do like it mini because... chess, and we had another mini game that was like like, and I'm talking like, dude, the board was like, I don't know, six by six. Something yeah. like that. You know, it was like very tiny and it folded in half and all the bits like stayed inside of it or yeah, whatever. Yeah. So we had like that and obviously like books and like, you know, all of our various walk people. Um, oh my gosh. No, we did not. Yeah. We, well, my we were hundred percent those people. My brother we were gets, also uh... the people who like, if we were starting to get a little antsy in the car, uh, uh, mom or dad would be like, how about this Disney cassette tape? And then our car was the loudest, shakingest car mm. on the road. We are Hundo Pasundo sing along people. Oh my I gosh. still to this day sing along to Disney music. What's up, Hootie Who, Disney adults? Um, we were when the apocalypse comes, like we'll win. So yeah, we were we were not like yeah. that. My brother gets car sick really easily, and it was just like oh, yeah. it was just like one parent, whichever parent we were with, sure, sure. and me and my brother. My brother gets car sick, so he had to sit like in the front seat, and you couldn't like distract him with anything. So <laughs> you're um, like, "What's that?" And he's like, "What? Oh, <laughs> yeah, no, it's got me." The kind sickness. of. He got car sick one time after driving like ten minutes to the library across town. It was wild. Oh my god! So that's ridiculous. like, yeah. so like. I was always in like the back seat, and um, my mom drove Just a Mustang. About. So like I didn't have like a lot of view. Those aren't really like cars that you like have a passenger I mean, t- in listen, the back technically seat. Technically, they have so, back seats, but those are for lies. Yeah. So <laughs> like I would bring a lot of books. I did a lot of reading while we were driving. Oh yeah, car reading. And like we had music on and stuff, but it wasn't like that kind of like oh, kids no. yeah. sing along no, yeah, we were, we're listening to people. whatever music that my parents wanted to yeah. listen to and like we would have conversations we weren't like sitting quietly in the car the oh whole time. man that's but horrifying. we did not like bring that. those magnetic toys oh, with yeah, we us did all that because stuff. we were just like coloring we, we did that one time oh 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 why are you making noise huh that's unacceptable we're just gonna turn that off <laughs> What? It's it's cool. Our TV's just decided to make noise, even though it was on mute. So that's <laughs> what the actual that's, insane. That's fine. I've been having some issues with electronics as of late, so that's a that's a fun thing that I get to deal with. <laughs> I've had a bunch of stuff just like sort of blow out for no reason. So <laughs> so anyway, oh yeah, we would just. Um, I think I think we move on while while we've while we've got this. Yeah. So. Anyways, um, so there are a lot of different ways that you can take your magic with you, yeah. and we have some uh, ideas for you. Yeah. So first of all, create or buy like a travel altar or like magic kit, um, which would be like a small container that holds your most important mag- small magical items. And totally. if you're buying a container, a lot of times you can buy one that has like the whole kit inside of it. So it's got like something for each element and then yeah. like a tiny candle to light well, or whatever. You, you can do it as small as an Altoids tin, right? You could do it as big as like a cigar box, and you got you know they, they, you got all these people making like pretty cigar boxes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Making them like nice with like all kind of pictures and carvings and yeah. such. Um, uh, you can also just like so I have a travel tarot card set that's like maybe I don't know like two like or like three inches, maybe two and a half inches, like three inches by one inch. Um, something around that scale. 
Uh, and that's like the perfect size for like, you could take that and like a short beeswax candle, like a little nubbin guy from like leftover beeswax. Yeah. Cause I always like use my leftover beeswax to make like a little nubbin candle and like a little nubbin guy and like a couple of rocks and just sort of like wrap that in an altar cloth, you know, a couple of crystals, wrap that in an altar cloth and then like stuff that in your bag. In fact, I used to always do that whenever I traveled for work. Um, uh, my, I have four travel tarot sets kickstarter um i think i have like four travel tarot decks and one lives in each one of my various travel bags so sometimes i travel and i'll have like three tarot decks with me um like different tarot (laughs) decks with me but like it's real easy to just like kind of put that in with some candles and some bits like whatever your important bits are uh and then just wrap that in your like travel altar cloth i would recommend a washable altar cloth for that uh, cause you don't know what you're going to deal with. Uh, and then go from there. And I've done that like camping, uh, hotel stuff, obviously yeah. don't, no candles in a hotel. I feel, I feel like I shouldn't have to say that, but I'm going to, um, you know, but like that whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. So if you're you trying know? to create one of your own, or even if you're trying to augment one that you've purchased, you want it to have, you know, whatever it is that you're going to be doing for like your spell or your ritual or any, and any other important magical items to you. So like crystals, tiny packets or vials of herbs, maybe some matches, maybe a small vial of water, a birthday candle, you know, mini stuff. Yeah. Uh, but stuff. also definitely make sure that anything that you are bringing is properly sealed and that you should practice appropriate fire safety yeah. and it won't be any sort of TSA or rules um, for where it is like TSA issues or, or something like that. You know, like if there's volumes of liquid rules, don't bring uh, volumes of liquid. Yeah. Or like, just like, just don't bring matches and a lighter and a candle and stuff like that. You know, I've seen people take, um, bring like a, uh, knob of beeswax that's sort of shaped like a candle but, yeah. or, or like, um, a piece of the candle, you know, sort of like that, like flat butt that you get at the end after the yeah, wick is like yeah. burned out and like the candles cooled. Um, like take that as like a physical representation of fire. Yeah. So you can do, always do something like that. You know, you don't necessarily need the practical flame. Yeah. Um, in order to accomplish your task. Mm-hmm. Or what have you, so... Yeah. You can also, instead of creating one and bring one with you, or maybe in addition to that, you can just use what you have where you're going to be going. So are you going to the beach? Um, you know, use water from the beach yeah. and use sand and maybe some rocks. And Bits instead of, wood, of a candle, a you know, maybe use, you know, if you've got a fire going or something like that, a tiny piece of charcoal, please don't burn yourself on this charcoal or burn anything down. Yeah. Um, it can be fire safe. Yeah. Be fire safe. Yeah. And if you're going camping, basically the same idea applies like some bits of wood that you found that were, you know, like deadfall uh, and maybe a tiny leaf again, fire safe and always make sure that you know the rules of where it is that you're going before you start picking stuff off the ground because sometimes taking things to. like that is illegal. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> sometimes you're not supposed to. And also to. sometimes Also sometimes it, that shit's like like poisonous or 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 a problem or whatever. So or it's be, just morally be, wrong. Be nature yeah. smart and like if you're traveling to a mystical place um like don't okay so 
when you go to Stonehenge, you you can't like go up and touch that shit. Yeah. Right. There's like a path that you need to that you take like around it or mm-hmm. whatever. Um, <clears throat> and the reason why, the reason that I was told why when I went to Stonehenge the first time, uh, and was talking to the person was that like people would just like take chunks out of it. Yeah. They would just like try and like like oh let me give you a bit of this. So like if you're at a place that's like magically significant and it's not cool for you to touch or take stuff, do not touch or take stuff. Yeah. I feel like that's obvious. However, there are many magical places yeah, where if you really it's wanna, like, like part of the something... action is touching or yeah. taking. Well, like if you're in a place where you can't touch or take and you really want to take the essence of that place with you, have with you something that you want to charge with the energy of yeah. that place. Or take a picture. Technomancy. There you go. You, Technomancy. You carry a spell book in your pocket We're that has access fans. to more information than any library ever built. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, there you go, dog. Um, but like Scotland has those. I, I, man, I want to say it's called a Cludy Well, but that, they are called Cludy Wells. Are they called Cludy Wells? Yes. Bam, boom. What's up? So Scottish, I knew a word that I, I we didn't know. We only talk about it in the podcast like several times. A yeah, whatever. Uh, <laughs> but um, so like that, you like take a piece of cloth and you dip it in there and then you tie it on like yeah. a nearby branch or what have you. Um, uh, assuming that it's okay with local ordinances. But uh, so like that, you can do there. But like, don't touch Stonehenge. Don't ruin shit so we can't see it later. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, just like be practical about it. Yeah. And reasonable. Yeah. Uh, so you can also pack multi-purpose items or you can multi-purpose items that you'd already be packing, depending on how you want to look at that. Yep. So like use your favorite water bottle for libations, especially if you're going camping, you're going to bring a cup. You might as well use that. Yep. Um, whatever it is that you're wearing as jewelry, use that in lieu of bringing fancy or large or additional crystals. Yeah. Uh, your to- a toiletry bag can be used to hold it all together. Those little zippy makeup bags are fantastic for this. Um, if you really want to go like mini and tiny, um, you could use a locket or a poison ring to have everything in. Yeah, store um, like, a, like a single grain of salt and yeah. like 12 atoms of amethyst. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know. Like a tiny chip it's of very dope. thing. It's, like... it's, it's, ve- it's very dope. It's very dope. It, it's it's along the same lines as the like like spell jar necklaces. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know? It's so exactly rock like and roll, that. dude. I mean, Exactly. Yeah. Now, other ways that you can do this um, without necessarily having to pack something is you can do some kitchen witchery where it if, wherever it is that you're going, you're probably going to be eating I <laughs> so mean, we can only uh, help. practice some kitchen witchery whether that's you making the thing or whether that's you putting intentions into a dish that has already been made yep. uh, you can also employ color magic rearrange the tomatoes to be a pentagram there you go yeah <laughs> you can also use color magic and sigil magic is a really easy one and also if you have a spell or a ritual planned pack only what you absolutely need for it but more importantly make sure that whatever it is that you're doing you also pack it out it is not cool to leave your magical stuff leaving a mess in in nature places don't leave messes in nature so messy in nature even if it's biodegradable come on people don't do it also a lot of times that biodegradable label is just a bold-faced lie let me tell you the horror stories i've heard from people who've worked in the water treatment uh profession with biodegradable waste products being fully the bane of their existence yeah yeah. so yeah just don't leave stuff behind take it with you 
it, you, you don't, it doesn't need to be left there. Yeah. You know? So, you know, pack in, pack out. That's like classic rule. That's definitely the yeah, thing. Old yes. school rule. So do that, do that, do that, do that. Definitely, definitely. Um, and, and on that, like bringing it with you, you can sort of work into your practice day to daily, like travel magic stuff. Right. I think I've talked about this before. Like uh, I I'll, I'll sometimes use like hand symbols, even like when we're just driving like, oh, in the yeah. town or what have you. So like um, you can always assign a magical practice to a hand symbol, mm -hmm. which is like uh, right about at the same place as as speaking a yeah. spell, not as much as writing it um, or like a like a, a big to do but like it's right at you know if you're trying to think of the like order of eh, magical intent or what have you <laughs> uh it's it's up there with speaking right yeah. it's the same thing so you can always do that and like if you work it into your practice beforehand um or if you like let's say design uh uh some sort of a sigil and then your altar at home leave a copy like write that sigil on two pieces of paper Right. Leave a copy of that sigil on your altar at home. Take a copy of that sigil with you to the place where you're planning on traveling to and doing magic, which allows you to link those two locations. So that way the like necessary ritual items you have uh, set on your home altar, obviously nothing on fire, light candles. I, I shouldn't have to say that, but I will um, for come on. But, uh, but you know, like all the bits, you can sort of use that as like, um, like a portal. I'm, yeah. That's a really cool idea. You know, stuff yeah, yeah, like yeah. that. Things, all of these are things that I've done many, many times before. <laughs> so yeah. I, you know, sometimes there are rules when you travel, so you got to follow those rules. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And kind of piggybacking on that too, um, is our next topic. Yes. Travel protection magic. So maybe you're not going to do magic with you um, for a variety of reasons. So if that doesn't make sense, then you can do some magic ahead of time to encourage a smooth and safe trip. Obviously, you can do spells or whatever associated with, um, you know, like the trip that you're about ready to take. But um, you can also do this specifically for traveling. And this can also be used not just for going to like a vacation, but also sort of like your general com yeah. <laughs> commute. Do, do you live in a big city and maybe your highway is a bloody nightmare? Well... We've got <laughs> yeah. the thing for you. Or do you have to drive <laughs> far for something, yeah. whether that's on the regular yeah. or in every yeah. once in a while? I have done I have done many multi-day drive style yeah. vacations. And so this is definitely that like sort of protection magic thing is definitely yeah. where you want it to be. You know? Yeah. So to do that, you can do a whole bunch of stuff, but you can do like spell jars or like little pouches to go into a car or your backpack or your like pocket even. Yeah, exactly. Um, make sure it's not something that would be breakable. So try and put it inside of a, yeah. a cloth thing. Yeah. Um, you can also enchant a specific item. So maybe that's your keys uh, or your like whatever doodad you have hanging from your rear view mirror. Yeah. Yeah. A watch. A watch. Yeah, yeah. Let me tell you the number of old timey watches I've seen. The back of that watch got a bunch of bunch of stuff on it. Yeah. yeah. Right. In fact, I've seen the traveler's prayer on the back of watches yeah. because you always travel with your watch. 
because you got to know what time it is. So I've seen the like like Christian traveler's yeah. prayer written on the like back of like hand wound like like gold watches, like old timey yeah, watches totally. and whatnot. So like that's a great way to do. It. That's a fantastic example of like yeah. enchanting an item with the intention of protection. Yeah, you, you could know? probably do that with your phone case too. Oh, you um. totally could, dude. If you have, I mean, mine is like relatively. I mean, because you basically take but your phone I used everywhere. To, I used to put paper and like little bits of stuff behind my phone case all the same, time. Same, but now yeah. we have these phone cases that are not very easy to get off, so I don't put anything behind. Yeah, man, <laughs> it's it's kind it's of a mess. So good. Um, um, you can also carry an amulet with you. So an amulet is kind of like a th- uh, like a thing. I mean, usually you think of an amulet as like, oh, a necklace. But it doesn't have to be a necklace. Oh, but no. an amulet is basically something that you construct with magical intent rather than adding magical intent to an item that already exists, like enchanting. So you can create an amulet to carry with you. And an amulet can be, you know, it can be a necklace. It can be a bracelet. It can literally be a piece of paper that has... Yeah your magical spell on it or your intentions uh, that you just like you put can in your get wallet a or your purse. challenge coin for my military people out there y'all probably know the best what a challenge coin is but um like i know a ton of dudes who carry challenge coins and stuff um and so you can do like a challenge coin or like uh up here in northern california uh we'll have uh mark coins so for our masonic mark we have coins for those that you can get those etched you can also uh if you have no clue what i'm talking about um if you go to like a trophy shop uh or like uh um like a plaque shop or whatever they will etch essentially anything that's etchable for you. I mean, heck, honestly, you could go to tap plastic, make it out of bloody Delrin or something. Then it's like indestructible nearly. Yeah. But um, make like a coin sized thing and then keep it in your wallet. Yeah. Right. You know, it's, it's sort of one of those like easy to carry, you know, I, I would say that we're all used to carrying coins, but oh my God, who carries change these days? Yeah, yeah, yeah. A quarter's with, worth nothing. I, I mean, as a with, child, they had value, but nowadays, yeah. I paid nothing. with cash for something recently, and they gave me coins back, and I was like, "Ew!" You're just like, "What do I do with?" <laughs> but this? I couldn't put them in like a tip jar. Yeah, right. So I was just like, "Oh, Ugh. I put whole quarters in the take a penny, leave a penny thing." Oh yeah, at no, a gas there was station. Not that. I'm just there like, "No, yeah. I don't want none of this change, yeah, dog. It's that. too much work." So I was just like, mm, "It's gonna no. rattle around. My keys already rattle enough." Gross. I don't need. That. But yeah, if you take challenge coin, put it in your in your wallet. In fact, I have a challenge coin um, in my wallet permanently that I use. That's a uh, um, uh, Starfleet Academy coin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So nice. Yeah, man, that's a that's a great like amulet. Your amulet doesn't necessarily need to be something big or ostentatious or ridiculous. It can be something very small, very simple, and you can always have something customly made. Yeah. Um. You can also get a small piece of leather from a craft store and carve, paint, draw, or otherwisely mark um, uh, whatever you want to in it to produce an amulet to carry with you always. Uh, this was a thing that I used to do a lot as a kid. I always, always, always on my keys had like a little leather tag with some with some symbol that I created on my own like carved into Mm -hmm. it right i grew up doing a lot of leather work that's a fantastic way to do it it's just like a little thing on your keys then it then it's always with you you never even have to think about it and you're always bringing that travel protection magic along with you you know Mm -hmm. so like little stuff like that yeah yeah 
Um, you can also obtain a St. Christopher medallion, or which is usually like a little necklace. Uh, St. Christopher is the patron saint of travelers, and he is usually shown um, as a man holding a child like on his shoulders, crossing a... Um, uh, crossing a river or some water. Uh, so that is definitely a way to do it. If you are a Christian leaning pagan, or if you don't mind using saints. Yeah. 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 And that's, you get St. Christopher in like literally everything. Yeah. Necklace, bracelet, phone case, bloody pop socket, like all that stuff. Dude, yeah. It's so, yeah. it's yeah. so everywhere. <laughs> and I mean, I've seen, I've seen coins that are like, you know, half inch, quarter inch, little itty bitty thin, like pressed sort of yeah. things that are designed to just sort of like kind of get lost in your purse. Yeah. And then you never got to worry about it kind of a thing. Yeah, so exactly. yeah, dude, totally, yeah. totally. And a lot of this kind of like travel magic is like very protection magic. So we're kind of looking at like the two pieces of that Venn diagram where they come together. So, you know, you can employ a lot of protection magic uh, practices associated with this. We talk in depth about protection magic in episode 12, intro to protection magic. So, you know, there's like herbs that you can use yeah. and stones and colors and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, so you've got a whole huge amount of things that you can do yeah, definitely, with this definitely. travel protection magic. Definitely, definitely. Yeah. And, and I mean, when you think about travel and magic, your Venn diagram is is most assuredly like protection magic. So like, like, like on your travels magic, like while you're traveling magic and then like destination magic, which is like, yeah. I'm at a beach. Let's do some magic. Yeah. <laughs> I'm in yeah. Scotland. Let's do some magic, you yeah. know? So I'm at work. Finally, it's been an hour. I, let's do some magic, <laughs> you know, traffic. So like, so that's really where that Venn diagram exists. And the overlap of those things are sort of your EDC to, to like take that term from like preppers and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Is, is your like everyday carry stuff and where you can uh, imply. And we, you know, we've talked about this like a million times in this podcast is like where you can take your magic and involve it in your everyday life. Right. And it's not like big pomp and circumstance. Right. We love a good big pomp and circumstance. Don't get me wrong. I am obviously dramatic and love a big pomp and circumstance. No. Um, uh, no yeah. Never been. No, nobody's ever said, Jonathan, not this guy, you. least dramatic human that's ever Who's lived. Right. Full truth. Um, but but, uh, but like you can you can induce that in little bits across your life in order to like like in magic things so that way not only like while you're traveling you have that protection and you have that that like you know not getting lost and finding your way home and, and all these things i mean i'm naming like 12 different kinds of things right uh, but then also when you get there the things that you're doing uh, for me that's expressed in like its purest and most logical form in all of my tattoo work right yeah. Um, but like, it doesn't have to be necessarily that extreme. Although I don't think it's very extreme to have a bunch of tattoos. Um, but it can be something as small as like a, a piece of paper in your wallet, yeah. Yeah. you know, that you, that you just like scribble on, uh, uh, um, what are those sticky notes? Oh, post take a, a, yeah, a post-it yeah, yeah. note. Yeah. Take a sticky note, do a little, do a little symbol on it, fold it around your credit card, slide that into your wallet. 
magic. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like it's that easy. Yeah, it you is. Know? It is in fact. So this that is easy. this is definitely like specific, but part of the overarching look at like making everyday mundane shit a little magical. Yeah. You know, bringing your magic into the mundane. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And of course you can do sort of like all of those pieces and then that. So if you're going on a trip, you can do a you can do a ritual before you leave to have a successful and safe trip. And yeah. then you can do magic when you get there. And then you can also do kitchen witchery while you're there. And then yeah. you can, you know, so you can really build on that with like a lot of different things, whether it's an everyday trip or whether it's something that's like a little bit more special. Yeah. Well, and we think about, you know, like to sort of bring it back to like ancient people's, um, we think about, we think about, hold on. We think about like in the old days, magic was this big deal, right? Yeah. But they were very much a part of that. Like everything is magical because for <clears throat> them, magic was an essential part of reality of their reality. Right. As yeah. observed. So like they would have like made sure to do whatever that thing is. And, and, and it's, super dependent on like person culture location season i mean this is all like very very specific if you got a horseshoe above your door and you're about ready to leave for work or whatever give it a knock if that's your vibe you know like like yeah. whatever your thing is right we always did those things you know in order to sort of facilitate good luck good harmony yeah yeah uh safe travels uh success at market any of that stuff, right? Which success at market is essentially just success at work. Same, same, right? Yeah. So, like, that's kind of part of it. Is is that like constantly introducing that stuff into those mon into those mundane places, as well as taking those things and sort of uh, like realizing that there is an infinite number of places within I'm going on vacation to I'm home from vacation where you can introduce that stuff. Yeah. Right. You can do all of that stuff ahead of time and, and don't worry about it. You do all that stuff after the fact and celebrate the successes. Right. It's the fact that you're interacting with it is the part that sort of matters. Mm -hmm. Right. And then you fit that into your own thing and everybody's going to practice it differently. And that's sort of what adds the like textural detail to the magical environment around us is the fact that the way that I'm going to do that and the way that you're going to do that's different. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So that's, that's sort of that, like, like, we often only focus on the, like, the, like, big, the big maypole bonfire celebration, right? And I know, like, we're, we're, we're speaking about midsummer, which is, like, big, <laughs> you know, uh, you know, big, big celebration, but also, you know, like, doing it in the, doing it in the small little bits is equally valuable. It's the same thing to put it in like the kind of Christian perspective is that like if you pray before bed every night or whatever that is, then like when you when you travel from London to to bloody uh like Barcelona, Spain, you don't not pray before bed still. Yeah, right? Like they're still doing it or like um 
what do they do? Like pray before meals? Yeah. So build a routine. Yeah. Is it's, what yeah. Saying. Sort of like build a routine. Yeah. Thank you. That's the, couldn't think of the word routine. So there we go. Uh, but like, yeah, it's like that sort of an interaction, that sort of relationship with your yeah. practice. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a great thing to do regardless of whether you're thinking about midsummer or you're thinking about traveling yeah. or anything like that. It just you happens know, that travel uh, and midsummer are two good lenses to focus our vision on a specific task. Yep, exactly. Um so moving along to the Second to the, part, part to the next piece this is technically the third. Um part true. That's not how that number thing works. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not it's not undetricte so so no, um, no, it's actually not. or de. There you go. That's French with all e a u's at the end. Oh man, it sounds like you're reciting <laughs> lines from like a '90s <laughs> alt indie pop band because, like, back in the '90s, you don't know that I wasn't in an those alt kind indie of pop songs band from the were '90s. Like, they were just like all vowels all yeah. day, yeah. like. If you <laughs> oops, all vowels. Don't worry about if it. If you guys. don't believe me, listen to some Hootie and the Blowfish. Yeah, right. <laughs> so anyway, the third piece that we're talking about here is travel, like de- like magical travel destinations. So we've talked about planning magic to go with you, and we've talked about like doing magic so that when you go, it's going to be great. But what about, but what about when, when you're going to a place that is inherently magical? Yeah. Well, it's, it's the before, right? We talked about going to a place and doing magic, magicking when you travel. We've talked about magicking while you travel. And now we're talking about travel destinations. What with magic. That's right. Right. Yeah. So now we've, we've covered all the bases, past, present, future. Well, we're about to cover all the bases. So like magical travel destinations, we're going to kind of talk about pilgrimages here. So pilgrimages have long been a theme during the summer months. And there are actually quite a few Sabbaths where uh, a pilgrimage is like a thing that that certain cultures would do yeah Yeah. so we see this with midsummer we see this with lunasa we see this with in bulk we see this with and on pilgrimage that is generally recognized as the term that means traveling to a place for a purpose yes faith backslash magical because those words are more closely related than a lot of people want to have a conversation about um but so like that's sort of what we mean by pilgrimage we're not only talking about the like monotheistic judeo christian pilgrimage yes, yes. which in i feel like as an american most people think of the word pilgrimage you're thinking of your your traditional monotheistic pilgrimage yes as and opposed to the fact that that means like going to holy wells also yeah yeah <laughs> but there's also different types of pilgrimages oh, totally. so like in a way we could think of our trip to fanime each year as a pilgrimage Oh, certainly. Uh, well, yeah, you know, I mean, so that, you're talking like about the real definition of, of the faith word and, you know, that sort of thing. So there's like a bunch yeah. of different definitions for pilgrimages. Sure. But we are not talking about specifically Judeo-Christian pilgrimages. Um, they've been happening for way longer than that. Way oh. longer than we've had any sort of organized or even disorganized religion. Yeah. Um, and uh, so we've also talked about um, like 
sort of mini pilgrimages in some of our episodes, like when we're talking about visiting Holy Wells, yep. that is a sort pilgrimage. of a pilgrimage. 100% basically. a pilgrimage. Yeah. Yeah, you go in there to do a thing on purpose. Essentially, that's the definition of the word pilgrimage. You go into a place to do a thing that means a bunch, pilgrimage. That's basically right? it, yeah. I mean, that's the, like, proper deaf, <laughs> you know, um... All of the monotheism stuff is more of a, a social construct and less of a like linguistic construct. Exactly. With that sort of stuff. So like Holy Wells, fantastic example. We were literally just talking about bloody Cludy Wells or whatever. Yeah, we right? were. We were. I was just like, ah, this guy, he doesn't know yet. Or <laughs> precog. What's up? No, you didn't know. I'm telling people about future crimes, <laughs> sleeping in some milk. But like also, um, you know, taking like a, a meditative walk uh, or hike, yeah. you know, if you're like every whatever, you know, every like one of these holidays, I go and hike to the top of this mountain or hill locally. Yeah. Um, you know, that's kind of like a pilgrimage. Yeah. And if it and if you haven't thought of it that way before, definitely start thinking of it that way. Make it fancy. So Put like if you it. always go to the lake to see the fireworks for Fourth of July, especially especially if you're American, um, like that's kind of a pilgrimage. So make it magical. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. Totally. You know? Totally, 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 totally. Yeah. So there are a ton of like uber popular pilgrimage destinations yeah. um, that you can think of. You know, so there is a lot of like Judeo-Christian side of things where you go and make a pilgrimage to Israel. Um, that's yeah, a totally, very popular totally, one. Totally. I actually know people who did that. Who've I, done that? Oh, yeah. yeah. Dude, I've, I've known I, uh, a ton of people who've done the like. <laughs> I know a guy. I worked with a guy who did that. And he had like, and he did like, uh, I think missionary work in, in, yeah. in Israel. He was there for like a little while, like maybe six months. Oh, um, shit. So okay, he was there for dope. like, yeah. a, so he was like pilgrimage plus, right? Yeah. And it was so funny. <laughs> he, was, he was like so nice and so sweet. And whenever he would talk to people about it, because it was like a big life changing experience for him, he would always tell people that he did time in in, in israel and yeah that don't mean the half same of the thing time that he, that he was that saying that, that out loud i i people didn't really understand and then he would start talking about it more and you would see the the look on their face the transform. light turn on he's like i did time like, i did time oh. in israel and you're like oh shit <laughs> what and they're like yeah man it was great i helped out a bunch of schools and they're like what <laughs> yeah what? How? <laughs> what is happening over there? Yeah, yeah, totally. It was so totally. sweet. That's I eventually I had to pull him aside and go, "Hey, I hope you know that when you say this specific phrase, you um are implying a different kind of you know most people are gonna think that you mean a different kind of did time and the look of realization and also horror and shock and embarrassment that came over his face. I was oh, just yeah. like, "You poor sweet man." Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> language is a nightmare. What are you going to do? It sure is. Oh. So anyway, uh, pilgrimages to Israel um, and quote unquote, the Holy Land. Yeah. Um, you know, it's also uh, a very popular event to make a pilgrimage to Mecca, um, specifically if that is um, part of your religion. But there are a lot of people who make that pilgrimage just to like check it out. Totally. Um, totally and there totally. are other types of festivals. So like Stonehenge is becoming a more popular pilgrimage destination used, for people used that are to be, pagan. Used to be very popular. Oh, let me tell you, like the, the stories about pilgrimages for like during big events, both celestial events and like Sabbath events yeah. in the like 60s, 70s to Stonehenge. That was something else. Yeah. Man. Yeah. Uh, there's like um, 
there are temples in India. There's like the tattoo temples in India. You yeah. know, those ones where you got to spend like a week there or what have you. Um, like that's a big thing. Yeah. Like there's a ton of people that go to that. And that's like, that's like religious thing or interested in the thing or like a tourist who wants a tattoo. Like everybody's welcome. Have fun. Yeah. You know, like that yeah. kind of thing. I watched like a whole special on it with my dad years ago. And yeah. I was just like... Oh, I kind of want to go to this. Yeah, you're like I love tattoos. I want to this. Like, want to go to yeah, this I thing. want this so much. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. I mean, there's there's a bunch of stuff, but I would also argue for a for a lot of people, Disneyland is a pilgrimage. Yeah, Star Trek conventions a pilgrimage. Comic you know Con is a pilgrimage. Burning Man is a Burning Man pilgrimage. is so much a pilgrimage. Wasteland, Wasteland weekend. Yeah. Pilgrimage. Coachella. Coachella, yes. Pilgrimage. Yeah. I mean, totally. the idea of Whatever the of one in San Woodstock. Francisco is. Oh, the, it's outside lands. Outside lands. Yeah. Pilgrimage. Dude, the I know people who like, have a whole thing I, about but that. But I, I can't say that Woodstock was kind of like in the same way a pilgrimage. I would consider, that. I would say that Woodstock was 100% a pilgrimage. Yeah. The story of people's cars trudging through mud and breaking down and then hiking with everything they own. Yeah. Miles to get there, whatever, you know, hitchhiking there, trading and bartering to try and get there. Like that that was a hundred percent pilgrimage. Yeah. Hundred percent, dude. Yeah. Totally, 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 totally. Yeah. So, so like a pilgrimage is is sort of a bunch of stuff. Yeah, it is know? a bunch of stuff and it sort of means something a little different to everyone. To each individual. Certainly, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So um I've picked out three fun pilgrimage destinations to talk to talk about. I don't know that they're necessarily fun or not, but they were uh, a little off the beaten path and I thought that y'all would enjoy them. Yeah. So the first one we're going to talk about is um, Mount Kailash in Tibet. So um, Tibet in general, I think is kind of like a big place for people to do pilgrimages. Such a big pilgrimage um, place. They made a whole movie about it called seven years in Tibet. That's good right. movie. That's right. Yeah, they did. Good movie. I haven't read yeah, the book, did. but good movie. But we are specifically talking about one particular mountain, and this yeah. mountain, Mount Kailash, and I may be saying that wrong. If I am, I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, Spell it out phonetically below for us <laughs> yeah. on YouTube so we know uh, how to so say that. So Mount Kailash is a holy site for the people of the Buddhist, Jain, uh, Bon, and even Hindu faith. In the Hindu faith, this is actually the home of Shiva. Um, and basically what you do when you go there is you are doing a 32 mile walk with a, that has a thousand foot elevation gain around roughly the base of the mountain. That's dope. I'm already here for this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and so you're also actually prohibited to go. You cannot climb the mountain because it is sacred to so many groups of people. Sure. You are you gotta do the walk. prohibited. Yeah. yeah, do the walk. So the this walk takes, um, on average, like one to three days. Like if you are like... If you do a lot of hiking, particularly at higher elevations, hey, if you're doing it in one day, that's gangster. I'm not going with you. We're not. Friends. Yeah, you We're can not do it in one day anymore. Yeah. Thirty two miles, um, too many miles three, in one day. Three days is kind of like the most common. Yeah, it's for like what ten I miles saw a day that's, for people, and you can only do it in like a from like April to October or something like that. But you also can't do it in June. 
Um, and you can't do it in May because oh. of the rain. So it's a very oh, sure, small sure. window of time that you can um, actually do this for. Now, there are some people who kind of go all out on this. Now, it can take up to three weeks sure. if you are doing this prostrate. And by that, I mean, if you were to do this, then you would each with each step with each advancement around this course, you would bend down, kneel, and then lay down like flat on your belly. Uh, and then you would make a mark on the ground with your fingers. And then you would get back up to kneel and then you would pray and then you would move forward. So you were standing on the mark made by your fingers and then repeat. Yeah. I, I'm, this is what I'm going to say. It is the most advanced intworm I, I, I have I'm, ever heard I'm so, of. I'm so here for this. I would love to participate in something that profound. I'm very here for that kind of stuff. I would love to do something like that. Yeah, it's. You it know? seems like a very, I mean, because you're thinking, okay, so like your you are six feet tall. Yeah. Right. And I am about five feet tall. Yeah. So you're left behind. Yeah, I'm definitely too short. It's going to take me a lot longer yeah. to go through your this. steps. Far uh, but I am closer to the ground. So maybe maybe that maybe That's that fair. Changes That's fair. Things. That's fair. I feel like after three weeks of doing that, my knees would never, ever not oh. make noise. But worth it. Maybe you wouldn't have knees. Anymore. Yeah, worth it. It's fine. Uh, I'm just thinking like if it's 32 miles, a mile is like 50, 5,240 feet. And he, yes, he, I don't know. It is. I Dude, have that number. A mile's memorized. a genuinely stupid unit of measure. It, it is. I mean, it is. so if know, it's America, 32 miles, like I feel like you're doing like tens of thousands of this. Well, like if a mile is 5,000 oh no. round to the nearest number, hold on, don't use the calculator. If a mile <laughs> is 5,000 feet and you're doing 32 miles, that's, that's 16,000 feet. Yeah, there you go. Right, because it's thirty-two times ten cut yeah. in half. Sure. Am I, what? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> right. Sure. So with the, with all the extra stuff, call it eighteen eighteen thousand feet, uh, which works out eighteen thousand feet divided by a six foot person. Six goes into eighteen. Yeah. What three times? Yeah. So that's uh three thousand prostrates. Yeah. And then um, it I'm would like, be... D- like very spherical cow in a vacuum. It would mat, probably be closer dog. to 4,000 for me uh, because I'm shorter than you. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, like that would be a really interesting way to It'd be dope. I'm here for it. That. I'm very here for um, it. And then it's also believed that those who complete this walk will have all the sins from this lifetime wiped clean and will receive good fortune for the rest of their days. I mean, you just did like a whole thing. Yeah. You're talking right? about the regular walk or the, the re- prostrate the, walk? The re- all walks. Uh, all, all walks. All walks. Good Any luck. of the walks. Okay, chill. Now, if you complete the walk 13 times, you'll achieve enlightenment within your lifetime. Okay, I'm like, I'm here for that, but I feel like I would have to move there to do it 13 times. Because who's got 13 travel monies? <laughs> right? Like I've traveled a bunch, and thirteen is like a bunch to go and to the same place. Let alone thirteen to Tibet. But if like, I but, feel like, but like, if you live like near there, hundo pasundo, that's doable, bro. I, mean, if, I think if you lived on that continent, it would certainly be significantly easier. Yeah, yeah, totally. I, <laughs> I mean, mean, just you know. just from like a travel logistic standpoint. Yeah. Um. So, but if you can do it a hundred and eight times in a row. Well, what does in a row mean? In a like row. back to back? Back to back. 
if you can do this 108 times back to back. Oh, let's not stop for a year. Then you'll achieve enlightenment immediately. Yeah, that's nonstop for a year if you're walking it prostrate style. That's nonstop for five years. Or something. I mean, unless you're really good at it, then it's uh, like five months. You could do it in one season. You'll achieve enlightenment immediately. Do you feel like maybe Forrest Gump could have done this? Because I feel like maybe Forrest. Oh Gump yeah, I mean, well, I mean, he crossed he crossed America. In like, yeah, maybe maybe that's the key. In in like one beard, <laughs> that dude crossed all of America in one beard. So I feel like he could crush this, right? Forrest Gump might actually have been able to achieve enlightenment, y'all. Yeah. So. I mean, maybe that's the whole. He did achieve American thing. enlightenment. He, he like did. Met a president, he did achieve did American enlightenment. Still couldn't see those red flags. That's fine though. Still couldn't see though. those red flags. Red flags. They're very hard to see. Yeah. So that's Mel. And he's the negative of a bull. <laughs> yeah. Bulls, all red flags. Him, no red flags. Didn't see him. <laughs> Nobody knows what's happening. So that's Mount Kailash in yeah. Tibet. Yeah. I'm very here for it. Yeah. Let's go. Who so wants to sponsor me to go to Mount Kailash? I'll do a vlog about it. <laughs> yeah. Throw me some money. Yeah. Because um, I, 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 I can't afford to I can't afford to go kidding. all the way no, over there, can't. bro. Oh, my God. No. Oh, my God. Yeah. Just the, just the whole thought. Like, I don't even have a passport, dude. Oh. I've never had a passport in my oh, life. I've had one. So, I mean, like, it's like, been a while. So and there's a whole done, bunch of stuff but... I'd have to do. Uh, even if I had the money immediately, I'd, like just the logistics of that make me want to so like, much fun. makes me it. just the logistics of planning it. I mean, makes me want to like hire someone to do that work for me. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you go to a travel agent. <laughs> You don't book your own plane flight. That's no, yeah. That's so. Um, it's the way next too much work. I'm not doing that. That we're talking about is uh, Lords France, and you've been here. I have been to Lords France. Yeah, you've yes. been to um, the like what all is it? of it. The, the whole, whole thing. Town. It's like a whole town that's all magical. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, it's it's a town. That's a town that people are doing human stuff. Uh, but then there's the church. Yeah, yeah. <coughs> and there's the the. Um, spring underneath the church yep. and there's like a bunch of statues and there's yep. like when i went there it was like during the summer or spring and um it was like there were like like shops all the shops had like all the stuff right let me tell you you, you get crucifix in every possible size <laughs> and material that has ever been invented by man. It's crazy town. All the stuff was there. Um, it was a very fun trip. It was yeah. super cool. It's yeah. a very chill place. Beautiful spring. I, in fact, still have some uh, blessed... Some like Mary blessed spring yeah, you water, still have some of the water from in, like, the vial. spring yeah. uh, from Lords. I have only opened that bottle one time really? since I went there. Yeah, somebody somebody needed a little bit of extra oomph to get over some stuff, and uh, and so I cracked it. Oh, I think I remember. So when that yeah. yeah, yeah. So um, Lords France, it is a, a holy site for Catholics and other Christians or Christian identifying people. So this is actually a relatively new site. I did oh, yeah. not know this. Yeah, I yeah. did not realize it was so new. So in the mid 1800s, newish talk. Mid 1800s is like I mean that's new like, adjacent. You know, yes, it's not as old as a mountain. That's yeah. fair. 
Uh, but like, I mean, it's, most, not, it's not like the seventies. I mean, most <laughs> things know? that we talk about are like thousands of what years old. Four of our holidays were invented in the seventies. So. That's true. I mean, we're either talking about stuff that's like very ancient, or yeah. like, or like there's still people alive who were there. Yeah. <laughs> You can you can still so, talk to the guy. Oh, anyway, up with it. I was just like, dang, this was like pretty recent. So in the mid eighteen hundreds, like eighteen fifty something, uh, the Virgin Mary appeared to a woman who wasn't even like very religious, uh, eighteen times. Um, let me tell you, by the eighteenth time, she was definitely very religious. Yeah. Um, One and... time, shame on me. Eighteen times, shame on maybe everybody. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. So uh, Mary, when she, uh, you know, she appeared and uh, she told the woman to do a bunch of things, um, like build a church and and the, and so forth. And one of the things that she told this woman to do was to dig. Uh, in a very specific spot until she found a spring there. And um, she did. And that is the spring at Lourdes, France yeah. um, in the, the grotto. Yeah. And the water is from the spring. Let me tell spring. you, dig, bold strategy. That that shit is rock, dog. I, I mean, It is like stone, right? And it's a nice spring. You like work your way up to it. It's a it's a beautiful place to travel to if you have a chance it looks to go to France. Gorgeous. It's awesome from the it's, pictures. It's very yeah. awesome. Yeah, it was a f- very fun part of my trip. Yeah. So yeah. Um, the waters from the spring are purported to um, have magical properties and to be able to heal diseases. Mm-hmm. And there are over seven thousand cases of unexplained cures yeah. since eighteen fifty. What it wasn't even. Like that year that it was like, yeah. you know, that the spring happened, but like since the 1800s, um, including 70, which were deemed miraculous by the church. Yeah. Which like is like official, a huge amount. Official yeah. So if you're curious, yeah. you can like Google, you know, Lord's Holy Spring or whatever. L-O-U-R-D-E-S. It's yeah. French. So bunch of bonus letters in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, on the official website for the like for the place there sure. they have the they have it's the a like quaint town too. the it's like list of people who have been like confirmed by the church as having a miraculous cure yeah the first one was like i think like 1858 or something like that and it was a woman who was like um she had been um i think that she had been through like like some sort of accident I, I don't remember off the top of my head but like she'd been through some yeah. sort of accident she was pregnant she went there um to pray for her like paralyzed hand or something like that to heal and um she like went to sleep there and then woke up the next day and like miraculously her hand was healed and she could use her hand even yeah. though like you know she was struck by lightning or something insane like yeah, that something or had some yeah, sort of yeah, disease yeah. Um, and then well, also we she go went there, into they labor tell you all of this stuff they got like yeah. all the yeah bits. and then also she went into labor and had that baby right there yeah. so that was like the very first Magic one baby. that was like not not the very first not the very first unexplained thing but the first confirmed miracle yeah the first, and like, the most miracle. recent one was like 2019 sure totally yeah 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 it's 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 um like it's all if Americans always in ADA compliant. It's all ADA compliant <laughs> to get down there. Like they will bring you down there. Like it's a whole bloody thing. Well, yeah, because yeah. a lot of people travel there specifically for its healing properties, right? Because it's not just like mad miraculous and like all married up and whatnot. Yeah, right. But like it's specifically supposed to like heal, right? So people go there uh, for the healing and. Um, 
We'll do like like uh like uh gather like collect some of the stuff yeah. to do like a healing bath and 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 such like that. So yeah, it's a chill spot, dude. It's very cool. It's very cool. Yeah. So that was a pretty interesting one. Um, and that one seems to be like even the like incredibly popular to this day. I think it's a huge uh, yeah, tourist they have town. Tens yes. of thousands of yes. people come yeah. to visit yeah. every year. Yeah. 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 It's not like a hole in the wall sort of place. Like they no. they know what they got. Yeah. 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 And yeah. <laughs> they got that good water, dog. Like they know what's up. Yeah. Totally, 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 totally. Yeah. And then uh lastly is Delphi in Greece. Yeah. So um Delphi, the oracles at Delphi. That's, that's exactly that's what we're talking from. about here. So this was a holy site for the ancient Greeks and other peoples of the ancient world. Um not to say that it's not still a holy site for modern people, but we're kind of more specifically talking about ye old times. Um but it has experienced a resurgence with the rise of Hellenism and paganism and witchcraft um practitioners throughout the world. So um the temple at Delphi in Greece, specifically where the oracles resided, because there's a whole bunch of buildings on this site, um, was built in the fourth century um, BC uh, to honor Apollo. Yeah. He's the patron god of that area. And it was in wide use until up until almost the fifth century um, CE. Yeah. So that's like almost a thousand years that this was like in like, like hopping. Um, and all the buildings were built at like varying times and were built uh, dating back all the way back to 4000 BCE. They think that there was like a pre-Hellenic like mother goddess cult that was there even before yeah. Delphi. And yeah. then Apollo totally. showed up and totally. was like, hey, this is my place now. Um, yeah. And they were like, cool, chill. Um, so. Well, I mean, dude, there's a lot of like, look at these Greeks doing this thing. Maybe, maybe this, maybe this person's this other person from like way older back. Yeah. Than then. So yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Let me tell you, so, I follow a bunch of people who talk about that on TikTok. It is, it is news. It really is. It's it is super news. fascinating. So, um, Delphi is most famous for the Pythia. That's actually the term for the women who served as oracles. And people also came to the temples for healing as Apollo was a god of healing and anything else that you would come to Apollo for. Like there also was an, uh, a big amphitheater and the whole, the whole thing. This was yeah. like a whole resort area basically. Um, and it was really common for people, um, especially people of power and importance and wealthy people to make a pilgrimage to Delphi before making any important decisions so that you could get the input of the oracles. Fair. And um, there are some sources that say that um, like you can only visit the temple to get a to get a prophecy once a year. I don't know if that is true or not because hmm. it was, there was once no a year. Huh? Yeah. There were no sources cited. Like it was only one day. Like you had one day, but, um, Oh, like they were only doing Oracle stuff one day. Rest yeah, of the rest of the year vacation. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. A sweet deal. They sound like Congress. <laughs> um, <laughs> right. I don't one know. Day of work, the rest yeah. of the time, I don't know how time. true that is uh, because the, places that I saw that their sources weren't cited. So uh, uh, yeah. take that for what it's take sure. that for what it's got. Um, but uh, yeah, it, it's the, the oracles of Delphi are super interesting because we don't really know how they did what they did, but we yeah. also kind of 
are we actually kind of have figured it out right sure. so the temple of apollo well we have some we have some yeah. bold strategies that we think are probably going to pan out cotton yeah we like, yeah we think that we've we think that we've got without the time travel there's no way to know yeah exactly it's, it's sure. definitely one of those For so sure. like the oracles would sit on a uh on a stool with three legs above this these like cracks in the earth where there were gases that would come out we think they're very specific blend of like um volcanic ethyl, gases no not volcanic gases okay. but also like yes they are a little toxic um ethyl being the main gas that yeah. we think that they were inhaling which would induce uh euphoria and also um sort of like it, it, it's it both euphoria and calm and also like sort of I, I want to say prophecy, but like prophetic, but that's not really the term that they were using for it. But it basically like sure, sure. puts you in that mind space. Sure, sure, sure. But then they also would have incense burning and it's thought that they had like bay leaves as incense. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's unclear if they had any other just rituals. Doing mad, like drinks and smokes and gases. And yeah. Such. So like yeah. then the, so like the oracles would like, you know, somebody would come in and they would like say their thing and the oracles would like do their thing. But they're actually a story below the person who was asking the question, like in all the popular media, like particularly in the movie 300, like they're there watching the oracle. Like, no, um, you usually did not see the oracle. They just screamed upstairs. At you. <laughs> they just like screamed through a hole in the ground to the to a, to a male priest. Yeah. But also that probably changed over time because mm. there were, you know, there there were there was a lot of time that happened in, in was, between the beginning and years, the end. So, yeah. yeah. So there was a lot of, a lot of changes I'm sure yeah. that happened. So, yeah. So they would do that and they would give these, um, they'd mm. give these prophecies, which the priests would then interpret and then tell to the person. Um, and of course they are like famously vague. Um, and it is unclear whether That's or not prophecies work famously vague. Yeah. Well, it's unclear whether or not the oracles were telling the priests, uh, like famously vague stuff or if the priests were interpreting it as being very vague. Um, but that's definitely one of my favorite parts is the whole it's, it's, I mean, Greek, the, the Greek mythos and all the stories behind them are so intrinsically filled with this like monkey's paw idea. Well, yeah. Well, and also it's all very like mytho poetic. Like it's all very, you know, they like, they might've done it this way, but like, you're gonna make it sound real fancy when you write it down. Like if you're gonna yeah. waste, if you're gonna waste a scroll, you're gonna make sure that shit. Yeah, sounds I like mean, like this dude, so like, yeah, like you're probably you know? giving a prophecy to somebody who's traveled for at least a day yeah. to get to you, yeah, and paid whatever they thought in tithing they should pay. Yeah, well, for and it. and I mean, you have to think like the things that like, like for every piece of paper that we like like scroll or or bit of rock that we have that's got like a receipt for grain carved into it like that's that's still colored by the like like homeric tales yeah. and like and like the the sort of like legends and poetry we have around the time a lot of which you know for for everything more than just the greeks um came after the fact yeah you know, so, and of course we have to deal with the fact that we had that whole, like, Europe got real hype on Greek history for like a yeah. couple of hundred years and really decided to sort of like spruce everything up. They're like, this painting's old. Let's give it some glitter. You know, they glittered everything. So like, we don't really know, like, 
you know, I mean, there's sort of that that like line in the sand between like like uh like actual practical historical accuracy and like mythopoetic magical sort of like mm-hmm. tale and then like Hollywood is in the far distance screaming profanities into a wall. So like you you know you take like it doesn't matter where you're taking that knowledge from in the grand scheme of things, but like yeah. you gotta yeah. take that into account when you're sort of interpreting like a- ancient stuff. Yeah, yeah. You know? But definitely always remember that ancient people weren't idiots. Oh my god, they were normal people. My favorite thing Stop to talk about. Stop blaming it on aliens. Ugh, so devalued. <laughs> so rude. Yeah. Could you imagine? Ugh, so rude. Yeah, so, so rude. So fucking rude, So dude. rude. Yeah. yeah. Oh, how do they do this thing with rocks? The same way you would, dog. You don't need, like, a steam engine to do that. You've proven this. Time and time again that it's not aliens. It's just like, like five assholes and some patience. Yeah. I mean, really. Yeah. You, you know. Exactly. Like the Stonehenge rocks in in uh and that UK farmer is the greatest example of that in my mind. Where he's just like me and a bunch of dudes move this rock the equivalent of the entire distance, just like with some ropes in our free time. So. Yeah fucking rock and roll dude yeah you was know? it easy definitely not but like was it imp- so impossible but was there that pizza you and beer afterwards help? there was and that's a good enough reason you helped move your friend's house for pizza and beer so i mean <laughs> is is there a difference not really not no really. yeah not take really. it down a notch no. everybody yeah <laughs> <laughs> just, yeah that ancient alien shit just like like it makes my brain hurt yeah. You yeah, know, or any or any of that, like uh, whatever ancient people didn't know how to do a thing like they had a bunch of fucking free time, dog. They, <clears> they <throat> knew how to do stuff. They weren't dumb. Yeah. Obviously, we're here now. So <laughs> yeah. And we're all they succeeded. There's some pretty dumb people alive now. So, yeah. you know, <laughs> yeah, it worked out. y'all. It worked out. Y'all. So, yeah, I, I mean, that's like three chill places to visit. Yeah. Right? I've been to one of them. Now I got to go to the other two. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I've not been to Greece. We're so that would be interesting. We're going to have to find a way to go 108 times around a mountain in Tibet. I mean, you just go like 13 times. You don't got to do the full 108. 13, <laughs> and then you get enlightenment throughout your life. That's fine. Yeah. I'm not that impatient. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the 108 is just because by the time you reach 108, you're like, ah, I figured it out. I was being impatient about this. I could have just done the 13 and waited like an adult. (laughs) So, boom. Yeah. You know, but yeah, definitely, definitely, definitely. I would definitely love to travel to either of those two other locations. Yeah, they would be be very uh, cool. cool. I had a great time looking up a bunch of like pilgrimage sites. There are so so many many places. There's uh, so many places places. that you can go for pilgrimages. And I just there's we would have to there. First of all, there's no way we could cover it. It's solely it. in one podcast episode, but we could spend a whole podcast yeah. talking about just Bro, you like could, you could, that. you could spend two hours just talking about places to, like, pilgrimize. You heard me. Uh, places to pilgrimize in the UK. And yeah. that is a tiny island. Yeah, yeah. You well, know what I'm saying? The, the, like, that's of, a tiny little place. And there are so many fucking places. Yeah, well, and some of these pilgrimages are, like... 
in our magic and anime panel, the one that we just did for Fanime this year, I think that's episode 56 or 57, uh, we talk about ley lines and a lot of these sites for well, yeah, pilgrimages. You can, you can pilgrimage to there a were ley people line? who tried to there were people who tried to tie them all together using the using and pioneering the concept of ley lines yeah yeah totally yeah well or you could you could pilgrimage to like a like a vortex yeah right you could pilgrimage to like i mean we didn't even talk about none of the places here in the americas and there are a ton of them yeah right so like but those are those are three like distinctly different and interesting ones yeah you know so Totally, I get it. I get it. If you've done a pilgrimage before, where did you go to? Comment below on YouTube. Or uh, where would you want to? Or where would you want to go? If you haven't yeah, been to one. Yeah, yeah, best pilgrimage. Where Where would you want to go for pilgrimage? Yeah. Right, because I've been to Stonehenge mm-hmm. twice. Um, I've been I've been to Lords. Um, I'm trying to think if I've been to other like specifically pilgrimagey places. I, it's kind of hard. So I've... it's hard to it's hard to draw a line between like. Places that you would pilgrimage and just like places you just want to like sig- well visit. significantly historical like I've yeah. been to that place where the lion is carved into the side of that mountain but like I don't know is that a pilgrimage place I think it's in Germany Maybe. like that place is dope um, let me tell you a fantastic place to go take a pilgrimage to Christian or not uh, is to go see Greyfriars Bobby I've been there with the dog statue is. oh uh, that's you you know the episode of um, Futurama where his dog waits outside the pizza place and gets oh, like yeah. carbonized or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so um, like a fri- like a priest, a friar, like died, and he was buried in the church, right in like the the cemetery next to the church or what have you, and um, uh, his dog like was like super obedient and was like friend to everybody and all this kind of stuff and just like like waited for this guy. Right, because he had died, and he, the dog was like, I don't know where this dude is, but I'm not going nowhere, no how. And just, like, Aww. waited. And so when the dog died, he couldn't be buried on the land, so he was buried out front of the land. I see. And when you're in, uh, wherever this is in the UK, I cannot think of the name of the town right now. Um, but when you're in there, like, like the church is on this street, and then there's, like, a little one-way sort of street, and then there's, like, a triangle, and there's a statue Oh, Greyfriars Barb, uh, uh, Bobby, like right there. And you like touch the statue and take a picture in front of it and all that kind of stuff. I've been there. Um, you know, I've been to like places in the Highlands, right? Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't think of it as necessarily a pilgrimage sort of place in like a specific location thing, but like along the, um, the path between Edinburgh and Glasgow, you take this like, you take this road between like mountain ranges and some of these mountains are just a pile of slate. So it just looks like a pile of rocks. But it's a whole mountain. It goes all the way up there. But it's just because of the way that slate breaks off. You can't see any, like, mountain. It just looks like a pile of debris. Yeah. You know, like, places like that. And that's, like, one of those places or, like, the places, like, up in the highlands where the heather is. Where, like, once you get far enough out of town and you've, like, turned the corner a little bit, it you're gone. Dude, civilization just isn't a thing. Like, so like wild I'm in me. a bus 
on a tiny fuck island compared to America. And yeah. you immediately are like, there is no traffic. There are no people. We are just in this bus in the wilderness. It's so crazy. Yeah. You know? And there's a bunch of, like, little spots like that all over the UK that I've been yeah. to that are sort of like that, you yeah. know? I've been to, um, uh, on the island of Oahu, there is a place that they... That it's it's the wildest destination to get to when I when I went. So it's the place where the um like o- the like the old kings and queens would birth their children. Sure. So like the women, the royal women would go and birth their children. Very specific place. And to like get there, it's like you take this freeway and then it turns into like a two lane highway where there's like no divider. You know, you just like make a pray to God left turn kind of thing. Um, and it's just like, okay, so you're driving and then in the middle of like almost like basically like in the middle of town, like you're like right next to like, like an Arby's or whatever. And you make, make a hard left turn into literally a field with a dirt road. And it, it doesn't make sense. And you're driving down this dirt road for like a little while. And you're like, am I in, the right place. This is a rental car. Um, <laughs> you get that insurance, rock and roll. <laughs> you get that insurance, yeah. yeah um, but then you finally shit. get to like a sign that says like, ah, you're here at, you know, whatever it is that they that they call the official place. And uh, then you go like a little further and then there's like a little parking lot and then you can get out and it's this like beautiful like meadow with like these really really old trees and like a bunch of like uh, rocks and like a couple of plaques that sort of tell you what's going on. It was a very cool space. Totally. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So yeah, like it's really cool. I didn't go there as a sort of a religious pilgrimage, but that is where I went where there was a pilgrimage pilgrimage site. Um, I think if I were to do sort of a religious sort of pilgrimage, um, for myself, it would probably to be like, it would probably be to like visit the Oracle at Delphi. Oh, to visit Delphi. Yeah. That would be like a big deal for me. Mm, Totally. Totally. Yeah, man. Yeah. I think that that would be like the one, like if I could only choose one, that would be the one. Hmm. 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 Yeah, I've been there before. It would be Stonehenge for me. I love Stonehenge. It's ridiculous. Yeah. It's so big and so old and so weird. Yeah, I love it. it. I really want to visit Stonehenge too. Like there's a ton of them I want to. Well, I gotta choose one. All of the like all of the like like burial mounds throughout the UK and like all of that stuff. I I mean, I kind of love all of that stuff. Uh, Stonehenge is probably my favorite like English spot. Um Scotland is essentially just like any place in the Highlands. It doesn't even have to be something special. It's just up there. Scotland just like calls to me, bro. I love that. Oh my God. In a minute, I would move there without question. Like hundred percent move, move to Scotland, you know? Yeah, man. That's exactly how I feel about Hawaii. Yeah. Yeah. Hawaii seems hot. I mean, it was, mm, I want like cold and, and dreary, but like just enough that I could grow some like, just enough that I could grow a little garden during the summertime. It was a place that, like, 
changed my life. Sure, totally. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's um, beautiful or whatever. It, so, yeah. Well, more than that, you know, it's just got like, for me, there was totally like, different energy. There was like you know, a they whole don't care about mystical energy. Being on time to stuff. You got the island time, yeah. my dude. I tell people about that shit all the time. I've never even been there before. I tell people all the time, you know what? Just be <laughs> late to shit. Who cares? Oh, boss says I can't be five minutes late to work. Well, fuck that guy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, anyway, we have some correspondences for you. <laughs> it is time to read from the lists. It's from the list time. Uh, so, these are correspondences specifically for traveling. Uh, and I'm only going to go over some of these. Um, full list will be in the Full in list the, in the, the Book of Shadows Book page. pages, yeah. which we're almost caught up on. Yeah. So, uh, animals associated with travel. So, before I actually get into that, there are some of these things that are related to, like, specific types of travel. I found that, like things where you're traveling to someplace or from someplace like to like to, from home to a place from a place to back to home um as well as doing like water travel were like specifically called out um and if i don't call out that it's specifically about a different type of travel then it's sort of general travel so um animals associated with travel um magic would be an albatross yeah, download the song put it on your iphone listen to that stuff while you travel <laughs> that would absolutely work yeah uh, a kangaroo a hawk a whale and any animal that has uh like a migration cycle yeah. unless you're a billionaire maybe don't maybe maybe don't go near whales they they know about you they're coming for you don't Those worry orcas they yeah. they know yeah um so i for one welcome our our uh cetacean overlords yeah so same i'm here for it uh so yellow is a good color for travel magic sure um and stones are crystals so um ametrine garnet malachite Tiger's eye are all good ones for it. As for plants, um, citronella, damiana, uh, lucky handroot, and mugwort. Yeah. And for uh, symbols, we have a compass, an evil eye, uh, the vegvasir uh, would be great for that, and um, any other sort of thing that you think is particularly exciting. Like if you're very into the St. Christopher medallion, that would be a good one for you. Um, and then for deities, um, we have a whole ton of them associated with travel. So there's uh, Artemis and uh, Fortuna Redu Redux, um, which is, she's specifically for traveling back home. That would be a good one to invoke when you are at the place that you're at and you're going to be going home. You know, like maybe your flight home. Um, Ganesh, Hecate, uh, Isis was particularly associated with water travel. We actually talk about her in one of our episodes for a deep dive. Um, <clears throat> also, um, of course, Poseidon for traveling by water. Obviously. O Odin was a deity associated with water. And of course, we talked about. Well, um, and travel in general. I mean, he's, he's the. He's the gray oh, yeah. I said water. Yeah. I meant to say travel. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, Odin, <laughs> Odin's the gray, the gray wanderer. So, like, yeah. he's he's. He's somebody that you would run into or that would run into you amongst travel. So that's, yeah. that's very the act of traveling, not about the destination or the home, yeah. but the very act of traveling, right, to wander. So yeah. definitely, definitely. Yeah, so a nice good list of correspondences for you. Yeah, yeah, 100%, 100%. <clears throat> uh, so correspondences out of the way. Next time, next time on whatever this is. Uh <laughs> 
a, a podcast. We're gonna pretend um, <laughs> is a pub chat. We're gonna do. We're we're getting back into pub chats, so that's gonna come up. Um, who knows what it's gonna be about? Generally, I make that decision about the moment that I sit down. So yep, yeah. Uh, so sometimes they're sometimes they're real long because we got a bunch to say, and sometimes they're a reasonable length like we've intended to, for them to be. Um, so. <laughs> See what happens next time, guys. Uh, but if you do have on PubJets, if you have a specific question you want to ask or like a topic you want to talk about or you want us to talk about, but that isn't like a deep dive topic. Like, obviously, if you have like a deep dive topic or like a specific deity or like thing or whatever, you can always like hit us up and then like message us or comment below or whatever. Uh, and we'll put it on the list to like do a full length podcast on. But if you just have like a general like sort of like, oh, like, I just want to hear your opinion on this thing or what have you. Uh, you can always hit us up and uh, we'll discuss those on a pub chat. Yeah. So <clears throat> yeah. always down to do that stuff. Um, and speaking of hitting us up and uh, people that we communicate with all the time, we would like to thank our patrons. You guys are awesome. Uh, uh, you make these um, better every time. And uh, so I want to give a shout out to our patrons, uh, Alan, Miranda, Helena, Alexa, Somewhere, Stacy, and Panda. You guys are dope. Thank you very much. And um, help us do what we do better yeah. every time. We're catching up on those Book of Shadows pages. <clears throat> Prepare for more stuff. Um, and uh, obviously links will be below if you want to join our, our Patreon and chit chat with us and, and talk about all, sor all sort of things like that. Yeah, it's pretty uh, cheap too. It's only like Five or thirteen dollars a month, depending on which level you want to be in. Yeah. yeah, so yeah. so go go hit that up. Go so hit that half up, check of it out. a price of a California coffee. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Ooh, a single gallon of of gas in California. Yeah. Is our gas that expensive? Yeah, I got gas the other day. It was four ninety nine a gallon. I. You know what? I've I've started practicing the art of unasking the question of how much money I just put in that gas tank. I also <laughs> drive an El Camino from the eighties with a Chevy three fifty in it uh, and a four speed automatic transmission. So yeah, uh, I don't want to know what my fuel economy is because it would make me sad. And I primarily work from home, so I don't need to drive it that much. So there we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. If I was if I was Mostly, doing my hour drive a day thing, I used to calculate a, my gas yeah. mileage like neurotically. Yeah, and like feather the way that I drive my yeah. car. There's like a uh, three gas stations, four gas stations, like on my commute to and from the office. So I like keep an eye out for like which one is the cheapest one, so that way I don't have to like deviate from my course. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's too much work. I'm not going to do that. Yeah. I'm going to be a bum about it. Whatever. I mean, if I, I can... A, or whatever, I drive a truck. I if care. I can save that, Kind like, of a truck. And if I can save that, like, truck. 20 cents, that's, like, $2. And then that's... I want to say that adds up over the year. But, like, it honestly, does it? Yeah. What's $2? What can you get for $2? <laughs> a can of off-brand soda from a vending machine, probably? You, I, you know what? Maybe, but I don't know. They might be with, more expensive than that nowadays. With, uh, with, Remember when that shit was, like, a quarter? Or like a I dime. Remember, I remember when it was like oh a quarter, my god, like yeah. a dime soda. Oh yeah. man, better I remember times, dude. When, I don't know where we went wrong. I remember when like brand name sodas were like twenty five cents in a in a machine, yeah. and the like supermarket brand was yeah. like ten cents. Yeah, out here was it was the Shasta brand, bro. Yeah, yeah, it was ten. That was ten cent soda, baby. That was good stuff. Yeah, that plant. Yeah. the plant for those sodas was in the hometown that I grew up in. Yeah, now no more. All brand name, I guess. Uh, yeah. Anyway. Whatever. Whatever. Uh, either way, I have been 
John Norgrove. This has been Julie Norgrove. This has been The Horn. And Cauldron Podcast. Podcast. Yeah, and uh, we'd like to wish everybody listening a uh, happy midsummer and good second half of your year. Uh, we're getting less sunlight, so that's good. Yeah. Right? Prepare your uh, body for the dark side of the year. Yeah, better side of the year. Um whatever dude my eyes are sensitive to the light i can't stand this stuff i like all of um, the seasons for what they are yeah i mean I, I get to garden during the summertime which is nice but i prefer the the cold and the rainy and the dreary i love a good drear honestly the only thing that i am like not a big <laughs> fan about with summer is the like influx of mosquitoes oh yeah wow like don't get me wrong my, i'm not like my, yes, my blood is poison bring so the I, heat. I, don't, I don't have to worry but about mosquitoes. like the mosquitoes Ooh man i got like three mosquito bites like right next to each other on my leg I and so rarely get mosquito bites oh man it's rough you just got to present yourself as like constantly vibrating so the mosquitoes can't get in i saw just the other day speaking of my resistance to mosquito bites being something that is bonkers the other day i saw a mosquito i was outside doing something in the garden and i saw a mosquito land on me and like bonk its nose or whatever it's proboscis against my arm a couple of times and then just give up and fly away and i was like that's a weird interaction okay cool man whatever so what you know whatever tough skin i guess he was like not today yeah. satan yeah he was just like i'm not gonna that that hurt i'm not i'm gonna go home i'm done with this I'm not, yeah i'm calling in sick today uh but yeah Thank you guys for listening. We will catch you guys next time. Uh, what, what do we got to do? Don't forget to like this video, comment below, share, subscribe, ring the bell, and do all that kind of stuff. We already said who we are and what we're doing here. And uh, we will catch you guys on the flip side. Stay magical, folks. Yeah. And don't forget, breathe in self-confidence and breathe out self-doubt. Yeah. <laughs>